Chapter Seventeen of Making Fate by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen: The Best Thing. Matters were in about this shape when Glyde Douglas came one afternoon to have a little visit with Marjorie. Glyde was a favorite not only with Marjorie but her mother. Mrs. Edmonds, who was always watching without seeming to, saw the brightening of her daughter's pale, quiet face as Glyde appeared, and pressed with earnestness her invitation to remain to tea, promising, if she would, to make a certain kind of muffins, of which the young people were especially fond. She was in the kitchen intent upon her hospitable task, and the two girls were alone in the pleasant back parlour. On the table lay the book which was being read aloud. Glyde picked it up and examined it with interest, from the fly-leaf where Mr. Maxwell's name was written in his own hand, to the few line illustrations scattered through it, stopping here and there to read a sentence as a word caught her eye. "'Is this nice?' she asked, using her pet word, which had to do duty for many unlike things. "'How interesting it looks, doesn't it? Are you reading it, Marjorie?' you and your mother have good times together reading books don't you there was a wistful note in glyde's voice the home life in this bit of a home was like a glimpse of paradise to her some way the douglas family had never been in the habit of having much home life it is a very good thing i believe marjorie said indifferently at least my mother likes it and mr maxwell considers it quite a masterpiece it is unlike anything that I ever read. I have not decided what I think about it. It is a religious novel, Glyde. I never used to think that I could be made to care for religious novels. Why not? asked Glyde quickly, wondering if possibly her opportunity might be coming. There were words that she wanted to speak to Marjorie, if only she could discover just the right time. Do you mean that you thought you would not be interested in them because they had to do with religion? No, not exactly that, but it has always seemed to me as though religion ought to have to do with true things, and as though fiction were not its realm. True religion, I mean. There is a certain sham kind which I despise in life and in books. Ah, but a story, a good story, is just a picture of real life, I think said glyde eagerly and if that is so religion couldn't be left out marjorie for religion has to do with real life must have more or less whether we want it to or not why must it asked marjorie amused like ralph bramlett she had always thought of glyde as a little girl she found herself wondering how much the child could talk about such matters why because said glyde with great earnestness life is intertwined with it not with religion perhaps either i do not know that i can make myself clear what i mean is that life has to do with the facts which underlie religion and must have why all people sin and suffer and die you know marjorie i was going to say that all people loved but sometimes that does not seem so certain but the other three cannot be denied and religion, the religion which I am talking about, means a saviour from sin, and right living, and eternal life. Now, how can these be ignored in any history of human life? 
when one stops to think of it one would suppose that such tremendous issues as these must have to do with all stories that are worth considering what do you know about suffering asked marjorie with sudden gravity she felt poor girl that she had drank the cup of trouble almost to its dregs but what could this young creature understand as to the first syllable of its meaning not much of course said glyde with sweet seriousness in the light of other people's experiences i have never had any trouble worthy of the name yet young girls have their troubles marjorie and petty as they may seem to others and to themselves afterwards they are hard while they last one of the wonders about jesus christ is that he seems able to sympathize with little petty troubles as well as great ones she was not accustomed to speaking of him thus familiarly the effort to do so made her face flush and her voice tremble a little marjorie regarded her curiously and recognized the subtle change which had been so noticeable to the douglas family you are growing into a woman glyde she said i used to think you were only a little girl oh yes girls have their troubles i remember that mine used to seem very large she spoke as though her own girlhood were a state which had been put far into the past so you have gotten where you like religious books she added still regarding glyde with the air of one who was trying to understand some new development you would enjoy this one then it is a pity you could not hear it read mr maxwell is an excellent reader and is so entirely in sympathy with the chief character in the story that he reads as though he were telling his own experience is mr maxwell a christian there was no mistaking the eagerness in the girl's tone nor the interested light which suddenly flashed in her eyes marjorie could not repress a slight laugh is there anything so very wonderful about that glyde she asked your eyes shine like the stars yes i suppose he is a christian in fact i know he is one of the very marked kind he puts his religion first i fancy does that awaken your curiosity to how he sees it it rests me said glyde with energy did you ever think marjorie how very few christian young men we have almost none indeed there are only three or four in our large church and they are absent from home most of the time and when they are here well they are not the kind of christians i am talking about but there are so very few isn't it strange so many girls are church members and most of the boys seem not to have so much as thought of such things how many of the girls have really thought of such things asked marjorie cynically do you not suppose that most of them joined the church because others did or because it seemed the proper thing to be done next or somebody that they wanted to please urged them to do so i don't know said glyde sorrowfully i would not like to say so one would not like to call in question the motives of others i think we have acted very much that way all of us perhaps i have i know but oh marjorie i don't want to i didn't join the church simply because others did i joined because i meant it from my soul but i haven't lived so i know i have lived as though religion was a very secondary matter indeed to me i want to be different 
and i want others to be different i wish i knew how to reach and help somebody i would like to know this mr maxwell if he is the kind of christian you think they are so helpful such people i met one or two in new york i had only a few minutes conversation with them but i cannot tell you how much they helped me glyde made not the slightest attempt to analyze the feeling which led her to use the plural pronoun in speaking of her interview with mr burwell but now she had embarrassed her audience marjorie had not had the least expectation of awakening so humble a confession heretofore her sarcastic criticisms in these directions had called forth only indignant protests or the good-natured reminder that she was talking about something of which she knew nothing glyde's tremulous voice and humble words were of another world than any which marjorie knew she had no reply ready and was meditating a change of subject to muffins or some other safe commonplace when glyde began again i'll tell you what i wish marjorie it isn't a new idea i have thought about it a great deal all this week i wish with all my soul that you were such a christian as you could be and as i think you surely would be if you gave your heart to christ's guidance you could help us all so much you know you have influence among those who need helping in this very direction they are used to following your lead and are glad to do so you could almost certainly lead them toward christ oh dear marjorie won't you think about this matter seriously it seems to me i have thought of little else since the idea first came to me every time i have prayed i have asked the lord to let me speak some word which might possibly influence you not that i wanted to be the one to do it i was willing that anybody should do it if you would only listen and take hold of the matter with the energy which you give to other things marjorie's embarrassment deepened she was as unaccustomed to direct personal appeals upon this subject as glyde was to leading in a religious conversation she was deeply moved too for almost the first time in her life as she watched glyde's expressive face and thought of what she had known of her heretofore she told herself that here was a genuine experience glyde knew what she was talking about and meant what she said and behold she was appealing to her marjorie edmonds for help in a direction of which she knew nothing glyde waited for her answer it was evident that she expected one and marjorie did not know how to frame it you dear little girl she said at last bending over and kissing the flushed cheek i did not mean you when i made my sweeping and i presume ill-natured remarks about a certain class of church members i believe in you and in a few other people but about myself as for my helping others you are woefully mistaken in me my influence is a mere name the girls do not really follow my lead in any matter of importance and never did it is well perhaps that it is so for no one could be farther away from leading them in the right direction than i am and i never felt my influence over others less or felt less inclined to exert any influence than at this time i do not want any one to follow me i am sure i am too far from being satisfied with the road i am travelling to desire any person to take it with me 
but marjorie what i want is to have you follow christ and follow him so closely that the rest of us who are not so strong as you will be led to follow in your way it isn't all a name marjorie just joining the church and nothing more believe me there is a reality in it and a help such as nothing else can afford if you really are dissatisfied with yourself i am sure you will find it the very thing you need but i confess frankly that i was not thinking so much of your needs as of those of others you seem so self-reliant always that i cannot realize your needs as well as i can our own it is the same with ralph i was saying something of this kind to him the other night if you and he i told him were only christians such christians as you could be it seems to me that you could take all our circle for christ this winter surely that would be an ambition worth living for she coupled their names as a matter of course this young girl who was really thinking of more important matters than a possible coldness between the two had forgotten if she had ever heard shrewd surmises of trouble between them no one save the parties immediately concerned knew of a certainty that such was the case it happened that this season usually so gay was one of marked quiet in their circle owing to the fact that there was illness of a more or less serious character in the families of two of their number and also because several of the young people prominent in their set were away for the holidays moreover ralph bramlett had not found his new position the mere sinecure that the commercial traveller had almost led him to expect there was plenty of work to be done and some of it of such a character as to require over hours and much puzzling to straighten out it came to pass that more often than otherwise instead of coming home on the six or even the five o'clock express as his employers so often did he was likely to have to wait for the seven-thirty accommodation and cold tired and cross make his way out to the bramlet farm supperless some time after the hour when the evening entertainments generally commenced those who knew these facts and knew no others saw abundant reason why both ralph and marjorie were absent from the few entertainments which the more courageous planned at this time even estelle douglas was not sure that ralph had not called upon marjorie a number of times during the past weeks it was impossible for marjorie not to change colour under the sound of the familiar words which she had not heard for so long and which were once of almost hourly repeatal you and ralph she looked at glyde closely with a shade of suspicion had she grown into a shrewd young woman and was she trying in this way to win confidences which were not intended for her no glyde's face was pure and her glance free and sweet to act a part however small would be foreign to her nature her whole heart was evidently absorbed in matters far removed from such as those what did he say marjorie asked under the power of the thought that she must say something and feeling too that it would be a comfort to hear from ralph even at second hand oh not much he is skilful at evasion you know when he wishes to be i had very little time to talk with him it was the night of the stoddard lecture he came for estelle i suppose because he knew you were not at home 
and it was only while we were waiting for her to come that i had any chance marjorie gave a little start he had taken estelle to the lecture then she had not heard of this before she had been in town that day on a shopping excursion had chosen that particular day indeed because of the lecture and the thought that for almost the first time in years when a lecture of importance was to be given ralph would not ask her to enjoy it with him she had not been able to decide to accept mr maxwell's invitation to her mother and herself to keep him company so she had persuaded that watchful mother that no other day would do for their important shopping in town she had been tardy with her shopping and they had come out in the accommodation marjorie told herself it was because they had been necessarily delayed but in her heart she knew that a central reason for it was because she had heard that ralph often took that train he did not take it that evening though she watched furtively every muffled traveller until the train was well out of the station she thought of him as possibly detained for a still later train for some reason it had not occurred to her that he would be at the lecture with estelle douglas by his side i do not think ralph is interested continued glyde humbly i do not suppose my words to him did any good i have thought since that perhaps they even did harm but how easily you could influence him he is always so ready to join you in any way how can you bear not to use your power he needs to be influenced now i think more than ever before by this time the muffins were ready and there came a summons to tea much to marjorie's relief she felt that she could not have borne another word to the surprise of the girls mr maxwell made a fourth at the table your mother tempted me he explained gaily to marjorie she was taking up the muffins just as i brought the mail of course i could not resist the temptation to say that they looked like my mother's what son could and she was cruel enough to consider it a hint that i wanted some of them though i give you my word of honor that no such thought was in my mind he was a delightful addition to the family party glyde who was at first inclined to be half afraid of him frankly admitted this when the tea was over at all times a good talker he exerted himself on this occasion apparently to entertain them all in his heart was a desire to relieve marjorie from the burden of talking she looked so wan and worn that he could not help feeling a great pity for her one significant question he asked glyde at least it became significant because of her answer it was your first visit to new york i believe what was the best thing you brought away from there the question was awakened by a passing curiosity to know how this young creature rated life what would she regard as a best thing her quiet serious answer took him by surprise a fuller knowledge of the lord jesus christ i knew him before but not in the way in which i met him there nor as i have realized his presence since then you brought away the best knowledge that life has he said heartily it is not possible to improve upon that except in degree though you should live a hundred years but what a place in which to find such a pearl mrs edmonds does not such testimony go far toward redeeming the reputation of new york 
who is it that says we find what we are looking for it was found to be a not difficult task to persuade glyde to remain for the evening reading she confessed her hearty desire to do so and explained that she had looked forward to an evening alone for the girls were going out and as father was not well mother would be likely to spend her evening in his room ministering to him no in answer to mrs edmund's careful inquiry they would not be troubled by her late coming she had prepared them for that by saying that she would perhaps stop at auntie bennett's for the evening auntie bennett was their next-door neighbor they presently settled themselves for an hour of enjoyment marjorie brought out her work and glyde established herself in a corner of the sofa beside her with a view to helping and the reading began one-third of the book had already been read aloud but mr maxwell showed himself to be an excellent synoptist and glyde was a good questioner so she presently had a very fair idea of the opening chapters and was prepared to listen to a somewhat elaborate description of some new year's calls they had a better time with new year's calls than i do she announced in one of the pauses for conversation which made these readings so delightful i always dread new year's day are calls from your friends particularly disagreeable to you on that day mr maxwell asked oh i do not receive not formally i have almost no gentlemen friends my sisters nearly always receive with some of their particular friends and the callers we have are some of my father's business acquaintances who keep up the formality more for old time's sake than because they particularly enjoy it i think men call whom my father rarely sees at any other time and does not particularly care to see i fancy but they sit and talk ever so long and drink coffee which i have to serve and even smoke some of them i have to be in attendance all the time to wait on them the most of them pay not the slightest attention to me still there are a few who do notice me and then i wish they wouldn't i am always glad when the day is over End of chapter seventeen